0: Welcome to our podcast where I, Andrew Chapman
1: And me, Rachel Howes
0: Get together around the microphone once a week to talk about the novellas we are writing Hi, in this week's episode we summarise the last week's writing and bring you up to date with our work in progress We talk about whether music has an influence on uh, writing and what influence that has on ourselves This week's listener's question comes from Jack So, this last week
1: Uh, We did a bit of writing, didn't we?
0: We did a little bit more writing than we did the week before.
1: We were still recovering from our sicknesses. Yeah. But um, which I'm fully recovered as of today, as of right now. I'm good. So I've written two thousand words since last time. That's amazing. It's not that amazing, because it's been two weeks. This is the third episode. So two weeks have passed. We're aiming yeah. at five hundred a day, five days a week.
0: But considering we have both been very sick, very very sick, it's has caused some delays but we are still focused we are still determined and yeah. we are still hoping to
1: yeah. to hit and our look, deadlines i've learned something about my own story is that it's i wanted it to be a horror if you remember
0: yeah the horror-omedy horror yeah
1: uh, and i still want it to be funny but i think it's not going to work anymore it depends on hugh who, who, hugh who, who's, who's who hugh? <laughs> <laughs> depends on who murphy murphy is the main ca- oh character reveal my Oedipus is called Murphy. Yeah. I th- I can't remember why. Murphy's Law maybe. If yeah. it can go wrong, it will go wrong. I think Murphy is going to be a saxophone player. He might be be a busking
0: I already pocket. see digression because you know you want a pocket saxophone so badly. <laughs>
1: I, I want a pocket saxophone. So now I Murphy's, don't have one. So now so Murphy's Murphy, a saxophonist. He's gonna be a busking Saxophonist. Pocket saxophone player. Right. I've been learning about uh that guy remember him yeah and he's quite cool
0: yeah
1: oh coltrane
0: yeah the jazz guy yeah
1: was he a saxophone player or a trumpet player i haven't been learning that much (laughs) (laughs) but well but um, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves we're going to talk about music in a minute yeah but uh so the the father and the mother their names are louis and josephine Mm -hmm. which sort of reflects the names of Oedipus' parents in the real life. By the way, we you know, last week we talked about um other people that had written Oedipus stories and one of them was Ed King by David Gutterson, right? Yeah. We went down to some em- emporium. emporium in Christchurch and as we were walking past it, towards there we passed a charity shop and amongst a clutter of books all this way and that way yeah, dead right. centre facing out like you've yeah. been placed there saying me
0: hi Andy I'm here was
1: an enormous paperback copy of Ed King by Dave Gutson, which I only even learned about last week I never even heard of this book and now it's yeah. like ha 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 yeah it wasn't tucked in amongst the books so it was here it is oh that's sounded nice oh that is nice do that again welcome to the ASMR chat Yes, a little bit of ASMR for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I've got that. I'm, the thing is, I got, I, I did buy it because it seemed weird not to, because it was there. I'm not going to read it though, because I don't want it to have any influence or impact on my Oedipus story. But I might mm-hmm. read it afterwards.
0: But we have endorsed your book, uh, David Gutterson, and yeah. bought it.
1: Um, His Oedipus is a uh, a very successful businessman and a bit mm. of a dick. And real Oedipus story the. Uh, Oedipus was a, a, bit, of a dick. bit of a dick. In my story, he's not going to be a bit of a dick. He's going to be the only character in the book who probably isn't. Okay. I might even make the prophet Adelphi a bit of a dick. All right. If I feel like it.
0: A lot of dick in your book.
1: A lot of dick in my book. So I'm halfway through chapter three. So far, the story has been a horror. It's been a bit disgusting. It's going to mellow out now. When we, we follow Murphy through his journey, and then it's going
0: to It's not going to mellow escalate. out because you're right, in it.
1: That's true. So what about you? You've read me. You've written a, the opening chapter almost finished that.
0: Mm, it's not, no, it's not almost finished. I've just really struggled. I was, I crashed and fell asleep at one point whilst writing.
1: Because um, of the, your illness that you had, your sick, still are a bit.
0: Yeah. So, but well, what, that's no excuse. So it, we have set, set deadlines. So,
1: but what you did write was the opening paragraph, which I won't reveal. Is the, the best opening paragraph. It's so good and it's disturbing <laughs> as well.
0: Yeah. It's, I think that's. Something I
1: worry that's... about me being disgusting in my books. Your yeah. book is not disgusting what you wrote, no. but it's a bit. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah. In the first paragraph, there are two characters. One of them is called Marcus, who's a cat, and poor Marcus.
0: So yeah, poor Marcus. He um, doesn't have a much longevity in the story, um, and um, it ends quite abruptly for him. Yeah. Um, uh, god rest his soul. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the actual. Um, chapter itself it's it is still a work in progress i haven't got too many words down in terms of word count i'm nowhere near to what you were up to in terms of chapters
1: Um, yeah
0: but um i have got all of my murders detailed now so i've got eight murders yeah i've got eight victims i have the seven convicts who are currently incarcerated and their backgrounds and then um, Detective Robert Henry, who is investigating the eighth murder, who is yet, we
1: have no um, suspect. And you've been having a lot of time fantasising or thinking up murders, because you've... T- I, I know about all of the murders. It yeah. worries me slightly that you've been at work daydreaming about killing so many people. Yeah, but you've so them all down.
0: During my commute to work mm. the other day, um, as soon as I parked up, I noted... All eight murders down. So by nine o'clock in the morning, you had killed eight people. I had killed eight people. In your head. Uh, disclaimer. Uh, not killed eight actual people.
1: <laughs> Our research doesn't go that far. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um.
1: We just, killed six people. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So I know who they are. A little bit about their background. What actually happened to them. The suspect who was subsequently prosecuted. and He's now incarcerated. Um and. Um, what's going on from there so despite being a bit of a pantser i know we've talked about that before and not really plotting it out i have had to do a bit of background work in terms of planning yeah the actual murders because it just would not work if i yeah. uh, flew off the seat of my pants exactly. And those kind of things so so yeah oh and i have a lot of title
1: oh yeah you've oh, okay get ready for this this title is brilliant
0: so this is not just my working title this is likely to be the actual title of the novella yeah and it's going to be called Murder 8.
1: Murder 8.
0: Yeah. So hashtag Murder 8 will be used from now on. Yeah.
1: Hashtag Murder 8. Yeah. I could I could just call me Oedipus as a hashtag, but how do you spell Oedipus?
0: Oh, can you imagine trying to spell that uh, right every time?
1: O-E-D-I-P-U-S. There you go. Is that right? That might not even be right.
0: I don't think that is right.
1: O-E-D-I-P-U-S.
0: Yeah, that's right. That is right.
1: Hurrah. Yeah. See, talking about pouncing, right, I can finally put those naysayers to rest. Because people have heard now that at this point of time, those naysayers, I think that the main character is going to be a guy called Murphy who plays a pocket saxophone. That sounds unlikely to be the final (laughs) (laughs) outcome of this story.
0: (laughs) Which, I suppose, the pocket saxophone leads us nicely into music.
1: I just had a vision of a... Disposes and frequently
0: also acting this out.
1: <laughs> a disposable coffee cup, and Murphy, maybe it's full of coins from his busking, and the coins form the shape of a face and start speaking to him. And he drops the coins, the cu- cup, and the coins go everywhere. And now I'm, I'm imagining this is the the Delphi, the prophet Delphi. Okay. She's going to be appearing to him in strange ways. Okay. And he's going to think he's like crazy.
0: Different, oh, okay. So different he, visions and yeah. he's, he thinks he's hallucinating yes. and going insane. He's
1: going to go spiraling into madness. Mm. This might not happen. That's what I'm thinking right now. Okay. And he's... Um, it's
0: a good job we, recording this for yeah. notes purposes.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, see, now people know, uh, will know how the writing process is working yeah. in real time. Yeah, ideas just right. come into
0: your head and you have to remember them.
1: So here's Murphy. He's wearing um, clothes that were bought for him From a charity shop by his ex-girlfriend he has a pocket saxophone which is chipped and scuffed and he plays jazz music on the streets that nobody likes (laughs) brilliant
0: (laughs) how is he getting coins that's
1: just oh because people
0: feel sorry for him they pity him
1: he's put the coins in the cup to encourage people to also put coins in the cup
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'd put coins in your cup
1: and, and do you know what we should do? We should do busking story r- writing. You I'm remember, glad you carried
0: right. on after busking because we are not busking. You
1: remember that, the, w-
0: that was already a ridiculous <laughs> idea from when we were formed an Estonian folk band. Oh
1: my god, we should talk about that one day. Remind us, listeners, to talk about the Estonian folk band that me and Rachel had for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us being Estonian. We made up songs.
0: <laughs> we made up words.
1: But no, there was a guy who used to sit in a shop window and write novels people could watch him write. We could do live writing in the streets and people could throw coins at us.
0: I'm not sure that's going to have the same catch as it did back in the day.
1: Probably not, no.
0: No. All right. People will just throw coins at you in the street nowadays. Um, Music.
1: Yeah, music. I'm curious actually, listeners, do you listen to music when you write? And if you do, what do you listen to? And can you listen to music with words in it? Do you just need ambient music? There's been studies done, right, that um by by SF oh man, I can't read my writing. Two people did a study <laughs> and they're finding in two thousand and one that they discovered that background music significantly disrupted writing fluency. They said that listening to music whilst you're writing was a bad thing. I poo-poo you. this study. But well, I'm going I'm to poo-poo, well, poo-poo, poo-poo it as well. Because they were mm. st- testing. They were testing kids. And then whilst they listen to music, they're not listening to music. Yeah. And they found that um, when they weren't listening to music, they performed better. And later on, Ariel S... I can't read that right either, but she also has a name. Or he. <laughs> uh, said <laughs> her findings were... It was the intensity rather than the type of music that matters. But she still found that tests completed in silence scored higher. But these were people doing tests; they weren't testing the creative mind, which is a different thing.
0: Absolutely, because music has proven to us, yeah, to be a great way to get to into get, the flow, get into the flow, and get back into the zone that you were in where you last left off.
1: Yeah. So we, when uh, with our last books, we listened to Haram almost yep. just that band
0: continuously yeah um, just that band
1: just that band we listened to Prokohar and we'd switch on that music and it just switched that creative part of your brain back into the frame of mind you were in when you were writing that book so the book has the same yeah. tone because you're in the same sort of uh, place um, it's like
0: when you hear a piece of music or you smell a certain smell and it'll take you back to a childhood memory or something yeah. like that or you eat a certain piece of cake and it might remind you of the time that you know your grandma made that piece of cake, and yeah. uh, you're instantly transported back. And and music's definitely done that for me, um, and also helped me become an expert in the lyrics of Procol Horum.
1: Yeah, and they are great.
0: Yeah. So we de- we were deciding on what we should listen to for our novella project. Generally, accepting a few different mm-hmm. artists, we have similar
1: tastes. tastes
0: in music.
1: Yeah.
0: Albeit that you don't quite have the same love for barry manilow that i do
1: i hate barry manilow
0: hates a strong word and this is not going to work if you hate him
1: i love barry manilow
0: excellent and for example there are certain artists that you like that i roll my eyes at when i hear them Scroobius pip no i like a bit of Scroobius pip i think he's great
1: oh yeah you hate the beatles (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure anyone really hates the Beatles and anyone who says uh, they hates the Beatles what of my
1: music do you not, not like true. we both like Tom Waits which uh, almost everybody unanim- unanimously hates Every- I love Tom Waits everybody hates Tom Waits Yeah, we love Tom Waits that's the energy stream <laughs> <laughs> Dave Van Ronk nobody even knows who he is no Bob Dylan the Beatles Procol Haram
0: Yeah. Aqua. Yeah.
1: And uh Finger Boys. And Bros.
0: Oh I love Bros.
1: <laughs> I uh when will I will I be famous?
0: <laughs> I can answer. I can answer that. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I only found out what a bross was last year.
0: Rachel does a little bross jump in the background. <laughs>
1: Um, I was going to say about the the music with these studies if you're trying to answer questions on a test and there's loud music playing it's going that to be harder you don't yeah. need to do a study to no, find you don't that out do but whatever it helps with writing and the creative process is a completely different part of the brain and it's, you're doing doing—you're performing a different function in your brain they're testing the wrong thing
0: yeah let us know what you think though so let us know if there's any particular music that you like to listen to when you're writing do you like to just write into complete silence
1: yeah So or well you write song? with your
0: eyes closed
1: yeah or just um Someone playing the maracas. Do you have someone playing the maracas (laughs) (laughs) in your writer's room?
0: Yes. (laughs) And then send us a little sound file or a little video clip.
1: My brother needs something to do in the evenings. He could come over and play the maracas for us. Um, On music, right? Douglas Adams, do you know what he listened to when he wrote Proco Home
0: No. When
1: he wrote um, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe, right? He was playing Grand Hotel. Mm-hmm. Is that what that song is called? I can't remember.
0: We've just said we were experts on Procol oh, right, yeah. So we've
1: got to act like it. And it's the, the song in his head painted the picture of the restaurant in the end of the universe. It was like that big. Yeah. But um, And so Douglas Adams, he listened to uh, Harlem and I think he listened to Bach as well. He played oh. with Procol on stage as well, Cheeky Bells. Bach? No, Douglas Adams. Stephen King. Guess what Stephen King listens to when he's... What did Stephen King listen to? Uh, Metallica and Anthrax.
0: Oh, gotta love Metallica.
1: I think anthrax, anthrax is a type of powder. You put it in your ears, don't you? I don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> anthrax is not a type of powder that you want to be putting anywhere near your body. You <laughs> if will you die. Want,
1: if you want to listen to it, you put yeah. it in your ears. So, but yeah, Stephen King, Metallica, and uh, now, Gabriel... Garcia Marquez He listened to the Beatles really loudly um, um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just playing lift music while I'm you know, deciding on what to say next. Today,
1: this isn't to with the podcast, but I was trying to remember the Indiana Jones joke, but I couldn't remember the.
0: The one I told you th- yesterday? Yes, and I
1: couldn't remember the tune of the, the theme tune of the bloody film. So I couldn't do the joke. I was just going. I don't know, can't remember.
0: So, yeah, this came about yesterday while we were around Moores Valley Country Park, having a little walk around, being. Big kids climbing all the climbing frames, getting in the way of the little kids because well they were in our way, uh-huh. and we we're trying to go up and down the slides and yeah. climbing frames and stuff.
1: You broke that kid's leg because she was ahead of you on the steps.
0: Yeah, well she deserved it. Um, and then we, um, you referred to how you felt a little bit like Indiana Jones, and <laughs>
1: well, I couldn't remember the theme tune. You said, "Well, here's and a good I way said, to remember here's it." Here's a good
0: way to remember it. How many D's are in Indiana Jones? I don't know. Da 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 da. <laughs> No, it's counting on fingers as well at the
1: same time. Yeah, that's good, that joke. I like it.
0: It's a great joke. I've known that probably since Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark came out.
1: Oh, what's the oldest joke you remember? Do you have a joke from your childhood? What, to call
0: a fish with no eyes.
1: Oh, that's such a good joke. I guess I figured out one of your jokes the other day, didn't I? Was it wasn't
0: my joke let's not profess it oh, yeah. it's my joke
1: normally when Rachel tells me a joke I'll make her stop before the punchline, line and I spend about half an hour trying to figure it out before yeah, I get her telling so it
0: so the joke was and it's quite timely um, given that Wimbledon's on at the moment is what time does Sean Connery arrive at Wimbledon
1: and I said don't tell me and we sat in silence in the car for half an hour and then I said 10 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most of the time the fun in telling you a joke is that you try to figure out the, the, the punchline and usually you get it. And that took you a lot longer. It took you a lot longer, especially when you said is it What a sport joke? do they play in Wimbledon? <laughs> is it tennis? Oh, yeah.
1: I still didn't get it. And for you a while, still didn't yeah. get it for about twenty minutes. Yeah, because for the first fifteen minutes I thought they played cricket there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big sports buff. So to get back to music and us, we're, with the novellas that we're writing, we were listening to Louis Armstrong does W.C. Handy. If mm. I've got that name wrong, it's because I can't. Rem- I have a very bad memory. Um, I heard, and he's not
0: one for names, like I heard you'll about, notice in this <laughs> podcast.
1: I heard about that record in 1Q84 by Haruki Murakami. And because there's a gun in there, because who you loves can jazz. remember that name. Yes, who <laughs> loves jazz, and he he talks about that album in great length in that. So then I thought, okay, we'll listen to that, so I can hear and understand. And I went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And then now, so we're listening to jazz. I want to learn about jazz. I'm new to jazz, and so I think jazz will probably seep into my story because that's in my nature to claw things from around me and put them in my books. Um. And so we're going to be listening to old jazz records and stuff whilst we're writing this time.
0: I want to tell you an interesting fact about yeah. how someone came up with a name, an author came up with in it a particular name. Okay. So we watched The Golden Compass the other day. Oh, yeah. In no way is this a novella. The Philip Pullman, um, His Dark Materials, is an enormous mammoth
1: uh-huh. of a
0: book to read. But there is a character in it, in the film, yeah. uh version called Eva, uh, by, played by Eva Green, called Serafina Pekkala.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember I remember when
0: that name came up. And we were like, that rolls off the tongue. Uh, Philip Pullman actually got that name while flicking through a Finnish phone book.
1: For me, I'm so bad at coming up with names that until the last book I wrote, every book that I'd written before that, which was two novellas and a kid's book, every child was called Tommy. (laughs) You notice that? I couldn't be bothered to think of any more kids' names, so I've named all of the children in my books Tommy. That's brilliant.
0: Oh, can I just say... Yeah. Um, I know we, we normally mention like um, listeners and people who've tweeted us and we give them a mention. Yeah. Can I just mention my mum? Oh, yeah, she's yeah. also on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. Mary C. Frieda. She got her new glasses today. So not only can she now read in normal size print, so when she's reading books, she doesn't have to have it on extra large on her Kindle. Um, She a- actually looks adorable.
1: She <laughs> She does look adorable.
0: So, yeah, so follow at Mary C Frieda
1: if for yes. nothing else
0: she's just ridiculously funny
1: she's our mascot
0: <laughs> she's small enough to be one
1: she is she's so small we were at the hospital once and she was sat on a chair in the hospital and her legs didn't reach the the Before. floor and the nurse came over and she went oh your legs don't reach the floor <laughs> <laughs> that's, just so funny. that's so
0: so and if that wasn't embarrassing enough at the actual hospital now yeah. everyone are massive oh, yeah. listeners Re- readership um,
1: you know. Well, all, all we've because we've got ten thousand listeners a week, haven't we? Acast, who will only accept you if you have ten thousand listeners a week.
0: Yeah. <coughs> I'm a little bit nervous about the the props you've just. Uh... I'm
1: moving into the next segment now. Okay. I'm gonna do an actual. I'm gonna try and do an, a thing. <laughs> listeners, question time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so this week's yeah. listener's question is from Jack. Um, he says, "How do you find your story developing? Do you pre-plan different scenes, characters, etc., or do you get into a flow and then edit?" So, do you want to answer first?
1: Um, every writer is differently, but um, oh, it's so Every hard. writer is differently. Every writer is such way of this words. is why I'm a writer, isn't it? It's really difficult, isn't it? Because um, do you first have the character and then put them into a situation or do you first have the plot and then find a character to put into the situation and which way round you do it and I don't know really and the thing with writing is that because there are so many ways to do it and everybody does it in their own way, it's impossible to give any advice to any re- listener asking questions. And so we're not doing any more listeners' questions, yeah. <laughs> So uh, It's so hard. I mean, like, what the, the it, it doesn't really matter because if you just start writing and you know that you're not going to start writing a story unless you have a story that you want to no. write. Mm. So start writing the story. Um and the characters will come, and the story, you'll find...
0: If you build it, If you build it, come. they
1: will come. You'll find you write stuff, because you're just sort of writing on the fly, that when you come to, like, chapter 14, there was something you wrote in chapter 3 that was relevant to a thing that you didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. And it's sort of the mystery of writing, like this yeah. weird stuff. In the background of your brain, your brain is putting things together, because your brain likes patterns, and it likes stories. We are natural storytellers, people are. Mm-hmm. We speak in beginning, middles, and ends. Just write, get the story done and yeah, with, with the editing you can go back and you can tweak and turn the screws and make it nice and clean and tidy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on on board with everything you said. The only thing I, I've had to do with Murder 8 is... Oh, I love saying that.
1: Murder 8. Right. Yeah. yeah, so good.
0: Um, with Murder 8, I have had to pre-plan different scenes. So I've had to pre-plan the crime scenes for the murders. I've had to pre-plan who the victims are. Yeah. Um it's not something that I could just write and get away with developing as it goes, um, as a traditional pantster, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it's not something I expected. I thought I'd just be able to write off the hoof and, you, you know, just keep keep on going and it'll all all develop because that's what happened when I wrote my novel. But, um, but with this one, I've needed that because I need to have the connections. I need to have the links. I need to understand what, um, those motivators were for those deaths and and things like that in order for me to to get anywhere with the actual story and then hopefully by next week i'll be a fair few chapters in um and uh, it'll all become much much clearer so um i think you'll find your own way of writing jack um whatever works for you will work yeah there's lots and lots of different advice out there on how to write how not to write What works for you will work for you.
1: The absolute best advice I can give you, I really struggled with this at the beginning. Uh, When I, 15 years ago, started writing, it would take me a year to write 10,000 words because I'd write the first paragraph and then try and make it as good as I possibly could and get to the end of the first chapter. By the time I've gotten to chapter two, I've rewritten chapter one six times Mm. and you're so busy trying to figure out how to do these things. And the best advice is... uh, don't worry if your writing is crap. Your first book, expect it to be. I mean, don't worry if it's not yeah. any good. It might turn out to be brilliant. Just keep writing write, it.
0: Write, edit, repeat. Write, the, edit, repeat. Well, until it's. Polished. I would say,
1: yeah. Well, exactly. After I would say, don't look back at anything you've written. Write the first chapter do not reread it write the second chapter write the third chapter write the fourth chapter get to
0: the end of your story get to the end
1: of your story and then go back and read it by the time you go back to read it it would be different to how you remember and you'll go what was I thinking you'll be able to polish it with fresh eyes Because you'll learn a lot just in the process of writing the book.
0: And your edits become less towards the end of your story because you've developed as a writer as you're actually writing. very true. Um, Yeah, so you will get stuck if you keep going back and reading and editing and rereading and editing just that work that you may have done that day. You're never going to get anywhere.
1: Don't tinker, Jack. I know you've started writing that book, and I know you're already tinkering. No, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But but yeah, just just, uh, write. Can I... I've got... um, In episode one, we had a question from Tom and I've got an update um, he asked us about procrastination and I wondered if he was writing because we, we knew him as an audiobook producer
0: yeah and, oh
1: that's right Um he replied and I'm just going to I'm just going to say this um, he is writing I said what are you writing and he said it's about a group of homeless veterans escaping a post-apocalyptic Britain oh I think that sounds brilliant
0: I hope you keep us up to date Tom
1: yeah please, what are you up to I hope it goes well
0: yeah Do
1: let us know. Um, So, yeah. Oh, should I end the segment?
0: Oh, he's ending the segment. Thank you for listening
1: to. Oh, if you are a listener with a question, why don't you send your question to listeners' questions time?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, interesting fact, Dickens. Uh huh. So the reason I've chosen Dickens is because we mentioned his novella A Christmas Carol. Yeah, we did. Um in our first episode. It actually only took him 6 weeks to write A Christmas Carol. Um he started writing obsessively in October 1843 and finished his novella at the end of November, luckily enough, just in time for Christmas. Another thing while he was um writing, he sporadically laughed and wept during his writing process and would take extremely long evening walks through London when all sober folks had gone to bed. Oh, that's
1: nice. So what's the weird... Something weird about Charles Dickens? So, yeah,
0: so something a bit weird um, that you may not necessarily know about Charles Dickens. Um, During his time as a newspaper journalist, he would send sketches to magazines and newspapers under a different pseudonym.
1: Yeah. Bose. He was secretly an illustrator called he Bose. He was secretly
0: an illustrator. His sketches became so popular that he published a compilation of illustrations called Sketches by Bose in 1839. And Bose is spelled B-O-Z, but the reason I know that is pronounced correctly is he took the pseudonym from a nickname that he'd um, given to his younger brother. Um, so his younger brother was called Augustus oh. and he actually called, referred to him as uh, Moses. But because he was facetiously pronounced through the nose... That became Boses, Beuses. which in turn was shortened to Bose. The name remained coupled with inimitable until Bose eventually disappeared and Dickens became simply known as the
1: inimitable. In- the inimitable Bose.
0: So, yeah. So, you can actually, um, if, you, if you Google uh, sketches or illustrations by Bose in 1839, there's some... Uh, which is available on the yeah. old interweb.
1: And if you ever are in a quiz and somebody asks a question about well, the answer is Charles Dickens, if your answer is the imminent m- booth, then you'd be right. Yeah. But say it pronounce it correctly and not like I just did. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I think that's the end of the podcast. Uh I think you're right. <laughs>